Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Saturday, so you know what we're doing today. I hope you came prepared. If you didn't, you got a few seconds. Grab what you need to get. Get your drinks. Get your snacks. And come on in and enjoy the show. We got some good information. Hope you learned something that you could share with somebody else, man. I'll see you afterwards. Peace. Leadership and pancakes. And you know what? When I was, you know, I just got back from vacation down in uh in, in Cabo. And uh man, they said crepes too, so I'm going crepes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were delicious, by the way. Uh, so we're back live, man. It is Saturday. Um you know, I, everybody's not off on Saturday. So if you are off on Saturday, congratulations. Get your rest, relaxation, recharge, whatever it is you got to do to get ready for the work week. Man, do it because it's uber important. And make sure that you also log in to Coffee Crazy Leadership and Pancakes so that you can get your uh, leadership dose, article, discussion, whatever you want to call it. You know, just some, some thoughts. And while you sip on your coffee, Eat your pancakes, waffles, whatever it is. Uh, I had a lot of brunch while I was out. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed mimosas by the pool, unlimited streams. <laughs> it's kind of a good vacation right there. It the was, number of brunches you can have. It, it was yeah. wonderful. My man, uh, Javier, and there's uh, another guy, man. That dude, he kept them coming. I mean, like, I'm not a swimmer by no means, but I was in the pool. And, uh, man, he kept the, the mango margaritas coming. So, but I'm glad to be back. I'm recharged. It was, they almost, they almost would have had to put me out because, uh, it was nice down there. If you, hey, what's going on? What's going on? I have an assistant temporarily yeah. this morning. Yeah. Hello there. How are you? <laughs> We we'll have to get your opinion on some of these topics. So today, she needs to weigh in on how much she likes her boss. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this morning was her first try of chocolate milk, so uh, we're at the top, you know. Oh yeah. Okay, I was gonna say ever. she likes her boss a lot right now. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so awesome. So look, guys, today our article is on, as you know, alluded to. You don't like your new boss, what should you do? And this article is by Art Markman. And just a disclaimer, a quick disclaimer. Uh, the discussion assumes that your boss is doing everything legally, morally, and ethically right. So this is not if your boss is, you know, a toxic. And then you gotta also think if you're saying toxic, um, you know, you got to make sure that you're not the toxic follower, right? <laughs> so, uh, this is this is one of those situations where it's just your personality, your boss's personality are just not the same. You know, they they don't they don't equal up, equate up. Um, but no one is doing anything wrong. If you are in that situation, this is from the uh, the author of the article. Uh, if you have a boss who yells or otherwise create a hostile work environment or harass you, you need to address that with human resources right away. Okay? 
right away. So we lead off with that, and we. Well, what do you got? You guys got anything y'all want to add to that uh, disclaimer? I I kind of do. Um, the the more you grow, the more you experience, the more you realize that toxic traits that you believe are toxic are actually just other effective leadership methods that might not be necessarily either the best for you right, right. then or the best for the moment. Um, and one thing that we all need to do either as leaders or as followers is take into account that everybody, including the big boss, everybody is still a person and everybody is entitled to have a bad day every once in a while. But exactly like you said, if you have someone who is perpetually that, uh, that toxic leadership person or the person who, you know, won't listen to you or doesn't care about what it is that you're bringing to them, uh, yeah, that needs to be addressed for sure. That's right. I agree. What you got, Phil? You want to add anything? No, uh, I actually hadn't even thought about uh, that kind of perspective that Matt mentioned. You know, some people you have a bad interaction with them, you label them toxic, and kind of never revisit that. It may yeah. not necessarily be true. That's right. And 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 then, not to do a spoiler alert. But uh, sometimes it's just like exactly what you said, Matt. You just haven't had experience working with different people. Just, just because, and this is not just boss. This is in life. Not to stand on a soapbox. Um, just because somebody don't agree with you, it does not mean that that person is wrong and or that you are wrong. It just means that y'all don't agree with each other. You could literally have the best working relationship with someone and y'all never agree. But when you come out out of that, you know, being being service members, right? Officers, NCOs, soldiers, leaders, um, you're gonna work with people. And we have this thing that we call unified front, right? When that door closes, it may be we may move some furniture in there, right? <laughs> we may go to the wood line and have a heated conversation. But when we come back from the wood line and that door opens back up. Hey, we on one we on one page, one accord, right? Um, and and I'm not saying it always got. It's, I'm just being facetious with the uh, wood line and the moving the furniture. But I mean, like you can get into a heated conversation, just like with a friend. You have friends who like we don't agree on everything, our stance. But it doesn't mean like, oh, you're on the left and I'm on the right. But we can never be friends again. No, that's that that is. Yes, and I don't mean to get political, guys. I'm just. Just want to say, just because you don't agree with your boss or your boss don't agree with you, it doesn't mean that they're bad people. Um, it just means that you're human. We're all human, just like Matt said. So we're going to get into this thing. Starting a new job always come with a few unexpected challenges. One that is especially hard to navigate is a strained relationship with your boss. Um, and if you are the one that's starting a new job, um, make sure, I mean, just look around. Again, this article is by Art Markman. Look around. Make sure it's not you. Because <laughs> if you, every job you go to, you're, you're, you don't get along with the boss, there may be some self-evaluation need, need to happen, right? <laughs> common denominator. Hey, there's, there's a common denominator. Everybody else loves the boss. And I'm not saying like, you know, brown nosers or anything like that. I'm saying like they just, you know, genuinely like the boss. They're the good people. Uh, it might be you. You may be the toxic follower, man. Uh, it's such a relief when you start a job and you immediately click with your new boss. Uh, but what if the opposite is true? What if you're a few months into your new position and you realize that you and your boss just aren't meshing well together? 
what should you do then? Again, this is nothing illegal, immoral, or ethical is happening. You're just not meshing with this individual, okay? Uh, start by diagnosing the problem. Here are a few reasons why your relationship might be strained and few things you can try to help mitigate the relationship. You are more conscientious. And I have I have a guest that just showed up. It's Baby Banner. He's in the building. <laughs> he hasn't hoked out on me yet, but uh, man, this dude was laughing so hard last night, you guys. I was worried he was laughing so hard. He couldn't stand up. And uh, he's still a baby. He's only like almost six months. But you know, I hold his hands and he'll stand up. And uh, my wife had him laughing so hard, he just laid in my on my chest and lift his head up high enough so that he can continue laughing. But I felt his whole body just quivering. And I'm like, yo, you got to stop. I had to get on to my wife to make her stop making him laugh because I was getting worried. <laughs> what's up? You want to say hey to the people? Come on, man. Say what's up. Say what's up. We got all the babies in the house. What's up? Say hey, baby banner. Look at him. Look at him. Now he's looking at that grandma. Look at him. Uh -huh. Look, say hey to the people. What's up, everybody? Hey. He said, I like my boss. Well, some of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Can't get along with fella. everything. All right, young fella. Okay. Sidetrack. Rabbit hole. My bad. Uh, so, you are more conscientious, right? One aspect of personality that can cause difficulties involve the trait of conscientiousness, which reflects your motivation to complete the task you start well and to follow rules. See, so this, this actually, this one was kind of like, um, it threw me a little bit. I had to read this a couple more times for me to really be like, get what they were trying to say. So if you're not understanding what we're saying, then drop a message inside of the box and just ask the question because it took me a couple times to understand what they were trying to say as well. Okay. Um, you may feel your boss is uh, piling too many tasks on you. If you are more conscientious than your boss, you may try to polish each task you're giving to a high gloss. As a result, you may be spending too much time on each task you're giving relative to what your boss wants. I'm going to drop a pin right there, and I'm going to let you take this one, Matt. What you got? There it is. Da, 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 da. Um, so my comment there, understanding your boss and what they want, how they want it can take time. But, and the key there is you work for your boss. We all work for our boss. You know, even if we are the boss, we've got a boss. Their goals should be your goals because like it or not, their disappointment becomes your anxiety or your, your failure. And something that I have experienced personally uh, while being obstinate about my own goals is the opposite is not necessarily always true. Um, my anxiety doesn't necessarily affect my boss. Um, my desire to do certain things that are outside of their specific goals and the commander's intent in the military doesn't necessarily have that much bearing on them. Um, so that's why we need to align ourselves with them so that we can say, hey, I know this is what you want to do and how you want it done. Here are some things that I want to do and want to have it done. I've got to make sure that I couch those with what you want to do. I've got to make sure that fits in the groove that we're already walking, that the commander is pointing us down or the boss if it's non-military so that we can not just rebel against them and then fail on our own and fail what they want us to do. That's right. But it's our responsibility to recognize that regardless of how high our performer we are, regardless of how good we do things, how well we do things, how well we know our job and our people and everything like that, we still, at the end of the day, work for the boss. 
That's right. You got to know. And, and, and when the thing that come up when you said that was expectation management. Uh, sometimes that expectation management is understanding what your boss's expectation is so that you can manage. You know what I mean? Because I always looked at it from me as the boss, or, you know, or working for the boss and me mm-hmm. delegating and telling them what needs to be done. You know, okay, expectation management. But on the other side of that, you know, they're expecting some things and we got to manage, you know, what their expectations are. Uh, what you got, Phil? This little first block reminded me of uh, what we talked about a few weeks ago with perfectionism. Mm. Uh, yes. Pure perfectionism, you got a new boss that isn't, you know, it yeah. can it can be, <laughs> be a challenge. That's right. But, I mean, you know, that's, that's a... You know, we kind of beat the perfectionism uh, horse, but um, you know, I think it's it's important anytime you're in a new position or you're bringing somebody into a new position, whether you're the boss or, or the subordinate, to start expectation management early, like right off the bat. Because um, I, I know I've had the experience, you end up giving yourself a whole lot of heartburn trying to do something the way you've done it or the way you think's best, and your supervisor does not agree. Right. Um, but you never had that conversation in the first place and you're three months in and stressed out and there's really uh, a little bit of expectation management would fix that. Right. That's good. And, and that's one of those things where uh, you, you get into the mental health of things, right? You know, if we take that, be proactive about what it is that we're trying to do um, and what, what, uh, you communicate with that person that's in that your senior. Um, don't want to always say the boss because they're not always the boss. They may just be somebody that's filling in. Uh, so whoever that senior person is to you, um, whether that's in your unit, your church, your volunteer organization, <laughs> your household, you it might be your. It could be you. you. You could be the person. You know what I mean? Your. You know. However. Um, just dealing with those things up front, understanding, you know, what, what is expected, how is expected. Um, you're not always going to be able to meet up with those things, but you can try, you know, you, it'll, it'll help you mentally when you know, um, versus you just going out there saying, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. There's no way I'm not going to meet up to their expectations. And you're not doing it because you have allowed for perfection to keep you from moving into progress. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that article. That article was great. Um, So the next point is you are more of a people pleaser. I've I've ran into this. Another characteristic that can cause problems is agreeableness. And just a just a side note, a people pleaser does not mean that that person is a brown noser. There is a difference. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. Okay, people pleasing does not equal a suck up. (laughs) Okay. So don't think that's what we're saying. You are more of a people pleaser, uh, which reflects how motivated you are to get along with others. That's just your character. That's who you are. You like to see people uh, feeling well, doing well, and being, you know, on one accord within your organization. If you are more agreeable than your boss, they may not always provide you with feedback that makes you feel welcome at work. Consequently, you may have concerns that your boss doesn't like you. It is important to pay attention to how your boss treats everyone. If they are not that warm, then focus on feedback you get from your performance rather than on the interpersonal interactions you have with your boss. 
I'm going to drop a pin here. I'm going to let you go first, Phil, and then you up, Matt. Um, you know, I, I thought about this one quite a bit. Because um, I'm, depending on the situation, I'm not much of a people pleaser. I'm more of a get-the-job-done person to the best of my ability. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but something that I found, because as a supervisor, I'm not like, I'm not like super huggy, friendly guy, yeah. right? You know, I'm, I try to be very all business at work, you know, work is work, you know, I'm not, if, even if I'm friends with somebody at work, I'm not friends with them while we're at work. Yeah. And so something that I found was really overlooked, but simple is just making sure when someone's doing their job or completing a task saying thank you or good job just that little thing can make a huge difference for somebody um you know i don't really i'm the type of person unless i did something that took a lot of extra over the top effort i don't really need a thank you or a good job i don't you know uh it's not it's not a i don't need the high five but most people do and sometimes i do too and just giving giving people that you're working with that little acknowledgement you know even if you're not friendly and you're not agreeable all the time lets them know that you recognize what they're doing and that you do care about what's going on that's good that's good i like that um i'm i'm not that way either i'm more like what you said phil but I, I, I do need that, or I should say I expect that when they give it around to everybody else. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a mm-hmm. minute. I've done five yeah. times yeah. what Thinker just did, and now you're going you gonna to get them at a boy. You better recognize what stuff. So, yeah. Anyways, go ahead, man. Yeah. What, what you got? <laughs> um, I, I looked at that from, well, first of all, to your point, there are a lot of attaboys. There are a lot of leaders who believe in that we've got to say good job to everybody. And it turns into this really fake thing. This, hey, you're doing a great job. It's great seeing you out here today. Uh, well, if you would paid attention, you'd notice that they walked up late to formation, uh, have been sulking around doing nothing. Maybe giving them an attaboy for doing nothing isn't the best response. Right, right. You know, But there's time and a place for it. And as leaders, we need to pay attention to that. Um, not to say everybody needs to get exactly what it is that, that they're doing because the, that that range of attaboy to fix yourself might make you look like you're a bit uh, unbalanced right. if you were to talk to every single person in the formation like yeah. that every day. But um, but to my my comment that I was going to make here was we need to pay, definitely need to pay attention to um, how we approach people when we are the boss whatever level that might be uh i am in very much uh keep to myself i i've I've got a nice office and i like my office and i like staying in my office because i get a lot done in my office but i'm also very very ineffective as a leader when i'm in my office um and on the days that i am the most effective at my job i'll see my office for maybe an hour right um and it's taken a lot to break me out of my shell of uh well just that my, my shell i i don't like expressing emotion at work um but it's important it's absolutely important to let people know that you're a real person it's important to let people know that you have the ability to smile and say hey 
have a good day or or the opposite hey it looks like you're not having a good day yeah. i have time to talk let's do this it may cost you something i know it does me uh i'm i'm not a connect with everybody kind of person i have to try really hard at it and because i've tried really hard at it i've gotten much better yeah. um but it's still that first step every single time you, you look it's like walking past and and i'm i'm, I'm going to make sure that i i say this correctly so people don't think that that i'm calling other people trash because i'm not um when you walk past a piece of garbage and then you stop like two steps later and go oh, i should have picked that up you know it's the same exact feeling as i'm walking up to someone going i should talk to this person i should talk to this person you should talk to this person you know it it it's that same investment of i'm going to take the time break out of that that mold of i don't want to do this but i'm going to interact and it pays off so much more in those personal relationships in their ability to know you and trust you um and and every single time i walk past someone i have that same that same feeling of I should have picked that up. I should have picked up that conversation. You know, I should have picked up that piece of something that was on the ground that was just laying there, that free chicken, leadership free chicken. chicken just laying there. Right. Should have picked it up. And uh yeah. So so we have to be very cognizant of that. And as a perpetually grumpy person, uh, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I've learned that the hard way, you know, but it's worth it. You know, it's 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 great that you said that, Matt, because there's so many um so many times we don't realize that people in leadership positions they have that that's that challenge that, that that thought process they think that uh everybody's everybody's a, a sergeant major who is just they're able to just talk to you and you know no everybody's not willy-nilly let's talk you know i used to tell them uh my guys i i hate all you guys equally <laughs> and they would be like but you talked to us, and I'm like, yeah, that's because it was a, it's a, it's an occupational hazard. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you know, mm -hmm. they understood what I was saying. It's like, you know what? Um, I don't have any favorites. Um, you know, I should pick up that conversation. And and you know, sometimes Matt, the hardest ones are the ones that you really need. They they need to have that conversation. And you know, if you miss yep. that that one, it could be that one that you regret, right? So I'm glad you said that. Thank you. I'm still trying to picture Matt smiling at work. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> My wife got baby Banner over here doing the ad roller. Nice. <laughs> he looked like he got it. Oh no, man. Oh, okay. Well, wow. Wow. I do better than me. Yeah. Right. It's better than me. Um, okay, so you differ in how you approach new opportunities. A third characteristic that can cause problems is openness to experience, which reflects your orientation to new things. People who are open are motivated to check out and embrace new opportunities, while those who are closed find reasons to avoid new approaches. This is almost like what we were saying, right? When we battle that each time, Matt said every time I should have picked that up. That is real. That's real. Each opportunity is a new opportunity that you know we, we that we're faced with. When you and your boss differ a lot in openness, then one of you is probably pushing the other to think about things in a new way, while the other is resisting this urge. When your boss is less open than you are, it is valuable to inform your boss about new approaches or opportunities well in advance of when you need a decision in order to give your boss a chance to get comfortable with the novelty of the situation before having to evaluate it. This 
is very important. I'm gonna read it one more time because it's very important. When your boss is less open than you are, it is valuable to inform your boss, senior, about new approaches or opportunities, ideas on how you wanna do things well in advance of when you need a decision in order to give them a chance to get comfortable with the novelty of the situation before having to evaluate it. I'm not gonna say anything. Matt, you shaking your head. What you got? Anytime, anytime you see uh, uh, like a command and staff or a training meeting, um, you, you've got a, a new lieutenant or a new staff sergeant, sergeant first class sitting in his platoon sergeant. They're like, hey, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be amazing. We're going to do this. And here's our end state. And everybody understands the end state. And you go, and here's the road we're going to take to get there. And the commander's just like, not a chance. No, absolutely not. No. There, there. I see risk at every single right. stop along that way. And it is too much. And I don't see any mitigating factors. But if that team has come to the first sergeant or the sergeant major or, or even the commander separately and said, hey, here's here's what we're looking to do and here's our plan. And we understand it's a little unorthodox, but here's why we're so excited about it. And then you go into that brief, you know, a week later, the commander's going to go, you know what? I've taken the time to think about this. I got a couple of questions for you. Right. What are you doing for this? What are you doing for this? And what are you doing for this? It gives you time to understand this is new to the boss. And I really got to think this through. And it gives your boss time to go, I want to have faith in you. Mm -hmm. I do. I want to have faith in your plan. But go ahead and tell me how you're going to do these things. And that's when it works. But when you hit him with all that newness right off the bat, they're just going to look at you and go, mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It was a great idea, but it's not going to happen. What you got, Phil? The phrase that just keeps ringing in my head is, this is how we've always done it's it. Always done it. And I don't have the language to articulate how much I hate that phrase. <laughs> I, I, I've been on both sides, but I am always looking for better ways to do things, to be more efficient right. or, or whatever, you know, make improvements because there's always a way to improve. Yeah. And I, so I've been on both sides of this, uh, this situation where I'm trying to push my boss to be open to new plans or I'm trying to push my subordinates to be willing to go with their new ideas and play it out. I think Matt made a really good point um, of having a well-developed plan right. when you're presenting it to a supervisor. You can make all the difference in the world. And that's something that I learned very slowly and painfully over the years. Of, instead, of, in, instead of just hard charging with my plan, making sure that I developed it fully, you know, anticipated questions and made a good, made a good plan that they were comfortable with and that I could articulate. Yeah, you know, it's good. For new, uh, new approaches. The Army has uh, given us a eight step plan, but a lot of times I think we use it only when we're doing major Army you know, situations, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, if we just step back and look at it, I mean, something just like what we were talking about. You got an idea, you know that something, we know big stuff is happening a while out, right? So we can utilize that training plan and how, what do you do? You, you're supposed to get with your experts, you know, go link up, talk to people. Who is some of your experts? You need to go back 
to talk to your tasks, your all your resources that you got to use. And when you get this information and you have your ideas, then you bring that back to your first sergeants, your sergeant majors, your commanders, right? You talk to them. And you're, this process is it's, it's a process. We're going back and forth. And that's when you're building and then you're revamping and then you come back and then you revamp and you keep doing this until you have a finished product uh, for all of those uh, planning training meetings that you have and then when you come down to that the one where it's the road to war (laughs) and you do got to do that 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 brief it's not the first time that your that commander has heard it they've they've seen you work your way through this and on your side phil you've given them leeway to navigate these rough waters but you've given them that you've empowered them to have those ideas and you're challenging them to find the resources because every branch of service have the resources out there. And how many times have you reached out to a new resource and they're like, people don't use us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're here for you guys. They don't use us. And it's like, are you serious? I didn't know we had this. What is this? It's like, yeah, we have it. We've been here. We literally, they're about to put us out of business because we're underutilized. So I, I think it's so important that we, we actually do this type of stuff so that people will know, you know what? It is. I, you know how long the A-step training plan, is that, that's the A-step training plan, right? Model. Model. The A-step training yeah. model. Um, how, how long it's been around? And I answered the question in so many boards. But application-wise... I mean, we were doing it, but I wasn't really thinking about it in that, you know, it was just a board question. It was just, you know, it was something that I knew, but it wasn't something that I applied all the time versus if, if I had somebody that's like, eh, it's, it's not, a, it's not, okay, A-step training model is not one of those things where it's blah, 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 boom. No, this is a model where you're going to go between one and eight multiple times if you have to. You're gonna go back and forth. You're gonna you're you're gonna fluctuate between these different steps because you're gonna get stuff kicked back, or your some of your resources are gonna be like, hey, I know we said we're gonna help you out, but guess what? Something came up. Murphy showed up, right? And so you you have the 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 tools to be able to say, okay, well we we did this far enough in advance, so we still have time to go back. We have a contingency plan. We have a pace plan. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Make, make so, yourself able to react effectively, not be reactive all the time. Yes. It's like we, we have people, these smart people that come up with these tools and then if, if those tools just become board questions and it's like, I'm I'm guilty. It happened to me and I was a leader. I thought I was a pretty effective leader, but I'm guilty of thinking about it in this one dimensional. I didn't think about it in the fullness of if I, I had a if man, I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole. Yes, utilize your tools. I love what you said, Matt. Did I give you an opportunity to speak on that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So your boss doesn't help you prioritize. Um. Did I already do that one? I mean, nope. that's where we're at. Okay. If you have a mismatch between what you think you should be doing and what your boss thinks you should be doing, then you are likely to get negative feedback about your performance despite your efforts because you are working on the wrong things. This is kind of like what we were already talking about earlier. In this case, you'll want to bring your to-do list to your check-ins so you can walk through it together to determine which tasks are most important. Matt, you hit this. 
and to amplify what I wrote earlier, which tasks need your best efforts. Don't let perfection keep you from progress. Uh, Matt, you got a note here. What you got? So uh, what I said was feel free to do this once or twice with your with a new boss. Get to know them and let them see that you're trying to learn um, what your best fit with them is. Uh, but if you need to do this every day with your boss, they're going to lose faith in you. Um, honestly, if you need to be recalibrated every single day, you are not going to be that high performer, that standalone who can get things done. You're going to be, be that one that they know, okay, they're going to come in here and expect breadcrumbs about every single thing, an explanation about every single thing. Touch base, you know, and, and not just once or twice, you know, maybe once or twice a month. Yeah. Um, but if this needs to be an everyday thing, uh, their faith in your ability to understand your role in their business is going to degrade. It's going to decrease. And if you've got good situational awareness, if you understand your role in the organization like you're supposed to, if you understand the commander's intent again, uh, then you won't have to have your boss prioritizing your work. You will understand it. It's it's fairly easily laid out for you if you pay attention to the tools that we're given. Yeah. I like what you said uh, last week. I think um, we were talking about if we know that something has to be done on Friday or Monday, we went in with like, hey, look, this is what I'm tracking need to be done. Is there anything else that is higher or that you need us to have done? So on Friday, we can get out of here. And when you when you position it like that, it looks like you're being proactive versus reactive. And that, that way, it don't look like, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta hold your hand. But it's true. And not in every organization, right? But in our organization, if you have that that member, no, no question is a stupid question except for an unasked question, right? However, if I gotta break it down past Gumby style every time for you and you one of my leaders, I'm I might have to consider putting somebody else in charge mm -hmm. until until you could be that person that's not afraid because you gotta create the environment where it's okay to make mistakes, right? Because that's what we already did. And so I want you to think, I need you to be able to think, because if something happens to me, you got to take my spot. And so they got to understand that. So get a good you know, relationship with your boss, but you got to fly, man. They got to keep you out the nest. If they're holding your hands on everything, then I, why do I need you? Right? What you got, Phil? Exactly. I didn't have too much on this one. I mean, I think this point ties really to the first point in expectation management. You know, if you've got, if you've had that conversation and you have good expectation management, you understand what your, what your boss's priorities are and what's urgent, and what's important. Uh, I mean, I think you're, you're set up from the beginning, yeah. but uh, I think that you guys made a good point about, um, you know, being able to prioritize or the leaders are going to lose faith in you. to leadership is not perfection that's what we really we hammering in leadership is learning through experience um, mm -hmm. that's that's why you you could have good leaders that you know maybe they haven't had that much management you know time but they're just good at hey i'll do it <laughs> i'll go you know what i mean it's like hey mm -hmm. i i i said i said volunteer early volunteer often right and through that volunteering you're getting experience and Matt, what, what, what are you always hit on? Let them go out there and, and put that A-frame up. Put that, 
Because you know what I mean? Yeah. It's soldiers who are like, once they get the opportunity to do that difficult task, and now you say, hey, look, you guys, now is you're, you're going to run this whole operation. Man, those guys will jump to it like this. And, yep. and then you'll see leaders that are hide in the back and be like, they put that Dave Chappelle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give, give the... Uh... You know, as even as a junior leader, uh, a mid-grade leader, take that time and say, hey, uh, I'm going to be here. Yeah. I'm going to be right over there, or I'm going to be one of the guys that you can tell what to do, That's you right. know, while we're doing this thing. That's right. You lead. And look, secret, secret. This is a nugget for you leaders, junior leaders. If you don't know how to do something, ask them how to do it. Now, you're asking them how to do it. A lot of times they're thinking you're tra- you're testing them to see if they know how to do it. They're really teaching you, and you're giving them the opportunity to lead, and you're learning. Mm-hmm. I did it all the time. I go to a new spot. I go to the juniors, the juniors, the most junior person, <laughs> the juniors, uh, the most junior person there. And I'll be like, hey, tell me, tell me about your job. Show me. Show me what we do. You know? And they'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, such and such is here. He's here doing whatever. And it's like, no, 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 relax. Calm down. Just show me what you're doing a regular day. How do you do this? Okay, if this happens, what about this? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, hey, it works out, man. It works out. And and then, and then it builds that relationship of, wow, this person, this senior person came down to talk to me and walk through my duty day with me. And I was able to teach them and show them that I know my job. So, I think it's good stuff, man, if you do that. Your boss is more reactive than strategic. Have we worked with some of those people? I Yes. What should you do if your boss communicates about priorities, but the thing deemed most important shifts from day to day? <laughs> it's like a, it's like out, out in the sand, man. You know, it's crazy. It's a mountain over here one day, and then it's over here the next day. This pattern often happens when your boss is reactive to events rather than strategic. This roller coaster can be difficult to ride because you are never sure what you are supposed to be doing on any given day. Now, if you're a leader, I'm going to say this. You have a commander's intent. You have a, uh, I'll say in the military, you have a medal. Can you hear me? No, I can. I can hear you. Okay. Later. Okay. So you have a, a commander's intent and you have a medal. Mission essential task list. You have a mission essential task. And I know if you just got there, you might not know those offhand, but you should be reading the SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures, or you should be getting your continuity book, something. And if all those are missing, missing, then you should be starting it, okay? I'm just saying, if you are a leader in this organization and this is something that is happening, you work with someone like this, you have to create that buffer for the people that's under you. Because you may feel a certain way, but you can create stability for the people that are under you. You guys agree with that? Okay. So if you have this situation where that person is shifts from day to day, create what should happen. And then if something else pops up, then you're able to be, you know, you can, you can flexicute as uh, Major Rodriguez used to say all the time. You're able to flexicute. Um, and, but you at least have some type of battle rhythm down. That's the worst thing to not know day to day. Um, It can be valuable to have frequent check-ins with the boss whose priority shifts so that you can determine whether there are new areas where you should be making progress. At this point, back to what Matt, when you was highlighting, I would say 
bring your list in and say, hey, look, this is what we are, what we had done today. Um, is there anything else that you would like for us to have done? Mm-hmm. Right? Because this person is is lost in Wonderland, right? Then you need to provide the stability. And in that stability, you're leading up. Yeah. Right? You guys have anything y'all want to add to that? Um, yeah, I mean definitely experienced this before i think the hardest is when you're in a position for a long time and your boss changes out mm. and you get one of these reactive bosses coming in mm. uh my approach I, that works for me at least is just being very organized and kind of forcing that organization on your on your boss like shared calendars task lists things like that setting up reminders for them as long as you do it the right way you don't want to act you don't want to uh, make it seem like you're trying to control their calendar and stuff. But um, I had a boss that was very, very reactive to everything uh, all the time. And I found just, you know, taking a little bit of initiative and being very organized, writing everything down and like morning check-ins. Hey, this is what's going on today. This is what we talked about yesterday. Is there anything new? And it kind of took it took away that wishy-washy-ness a little bit because it kind of refocused them on, okay, that is what I said yesterday. Okay, yeah, let's let's go let's go take care of that then. And right. we were able to. I mean, it's kind of hard to stop somebody from being reactive or reactive type person, but you can shield it from being a major detriment to the organization. Right, I agree. Nope. Yeah, definitely. Phil, to your to your point there, um, my green book is well, my green book has transitioned to my iPad, to be honest with you. But my, my green book has never just been for me. My green book has been to remind my junior leaders, say, this is something we said we were going to get done. Make sure we get on it. And also for my boss, you know, hey, boss, don't forget, we got to do this today. Um, like you said about the uh, the shared calendars. Um, absolutely important. And you made a mention about watching the level you do that to, not just because you you want to make sure that you're not looking like you're micromanaging your boss, but also because, and I've experienced this before too, you don't want to become your boss's secretary unless you're the secretary. That's right. That's uh, if, if that's not your role and you get wrangled into that because, well, they're just so good at it. And, well, they always remind me of this. And, and then when you're gone, your boss is less effective because your organizational patterns haven't been imprinted on them. They've just been utilized by them uh, through you. That can be problematic. But, you know, say like you were saying, you know, you, we, we've all got that. You know, we've all, we all understand um, how to run a squad platoon company. Everything above that just is sort of the same thing. It's that same organizational pattern, um, just at a different level. It's a lot more difficult to be thrown off track by a wishy-washy boss if you know what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And knowing what you're supposed to be doing can keep that that indecisive or, or that, um, what do we want to say, a reactive boss um, on track. Yeah, I agree. I, I've experienced that. Yes. <laughs> You aren't getting the feedback you need. This can be particularly problematic when your boss is very agreeable. Again, agreeable doesn't mean bad. It just means that they are they want to see people happy in the workplace. So they don't want to cause they don't want to throw a, a rock in the pond and cause ripples. Sometimes you need ripples. 
Friction causes things to change. Mm, iron sharpens iron. That don't mean two flat pieces of things and smooth. They, they come together and they just keep them smooth. They got to put friction on it. Rub them up against each other to make them sharpen each other. Okay? So you need that negative feedback sometimes. Okay? Uh, because agreeable people want to be liked. They often have difficulty giving direct negative feedback because they feel as though they will not be liked when they criticize. When this happens, you may get the sense that your boss is displeased with your performance without any specific statements about what you should do differently. In this case, it is important to ask specific questions about your work to elicit the feedback you need to improve. The benefit of this approach is that as your agreeable boss realizes that you take constructive criticism well, your boss will often be better able to offer it without being asked. This is very important. This is important because sometimes the further up you move, sometimes you end up writing your own counseling or you never get counseled. Sometimes you have to request, hey, when are we going to sit down and go over my counseling? And it's because the person is an agreeable person. They don't want to. They don't, they don't want to tell you, hey, look, I think you stay in the office too late. You need to go home. I, it's, it goes against my principles. You need to show the soldiers, the, your airmen, your Marines, whoever, that family time means family time. Go home, right? It's, it's, it's people who have these situations and they can't express it because they don't want to cause friction. But if you open up that door like they just said and say, hey, look, you know what? Um, can you give me some, what, do you, what did you think about the, the presentation? What do you think about the exercise? What do you think, how did I do this? Um, quick example. Uh, Sergeant Major kept telling me, you need to talk to the VC. You need to talk to the VC. That's your senior regulator, blah, 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 talk to the VC. And I'm like, and the, the, the follow-on was, you need to see how you get his number one rating. And I'm like, I'm not built like that. I just feel like, you know, I know what his priorities are. I know what this, you know, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, it, the chips will fall where they will fall, right? But you do, you should be talking to your, your senior leaders, right? Just getting that, make sure you're on the right target. So he basically told the BC that I wanted to talk to him. So he comes up, he's like, what's up, Top? You wanted to talk to me? And I'm like, and it's our major behind me, like, I'm like, yes, sir, I did. He's like, I got a few minutes now. And I'm looking at Sergeant Major like, yo. He's like, okay. So I go in and I was like, you know what, sir? Um, I'm going to be transparent. I know I, we got to talk. But for me, how? Am, I guess I just would like to know, how am I doing and how can I do it better in your eyes? You know, where 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 do you see, where, where can I do better? And he sat there for a minute and he gave me constructive criticism. I wasn't asking about how can I be his number one, two, whatever. I was like, based on what your requirements and what your thoughts and what your what your vision is, where am I and where should I be? And how do I, not how do I get there, but where should I be? And uh, he gave me some good feedback, man. And, and it worked for me. Um, and we went down a whole bunch of different rabbit holes. But that's how I addressed it was just, you know, talk to him and i'm not saying that that person was like that agreeable but he wasn't really agreeable he'll tell you <laughs> you chop soup that's just an example i use um so yeah man talk to your uh, talk to him and see where you are give them the opportunity to know that i need this i want you to give me honest feedback don't bluff me don't don't give me don't blow smoke up my butt don't do that 
tell me the truth because I want to get better for me and for the organization. Um, you guys have anything on that? Phil? Okay. What you sure. got, Phil? Um, something that's been new for me with this program I'm in right now is I have started to ask for specific negative feedback. Like, what did I do wrong? Because I I haven't graduated yet. I haven't finished. I haven't finished my degree. I'm not certified. I know I have room to improve, mm-hmm. and I don't like doing that. Nobody likes to be told what they're doing wrong. Right. But I, you know, I had to. I had to be a little humble about it and be like, okay, I know I need to improve. You know, it's great to hear what I did well, but if I'm doing something well, cool. I check that block. Move on. What did I do wrong? What do I need to fix? And I've had, I think everybody, a lot of, especially in the military, when it comes to evaluations, a lot, we've seen a lot where, oh yeah, one over one, most qualified, you know, top, yeah, 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 they're the best. And then they're not. But nobody ever gave them that feedback. And they never saw it. They never sought it either. You know, you have the responsibility yourself. You know, so now... With my uh, my schedule, every couple of weeks or so is like the first day of the new job because I'm in a different clinic. And so when I get done, I talk to the preceptor. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, if, sometimes they say good job, sometimes they don't. But if they do just say good job and nothing else, I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to do better? What, where, where, where were weak points that you saw? Maybe I noticed them myself. Maybe I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has really helped and just, you know, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that I, you know, I didn't realize that that was uh, the wrong way to do something, or I didn't realize that I was weak in this knowledge area, and it's made a huge difference. That's good. I like that, Phil. Uh, one, where are we? It is worth remembering that you don't need to really like your boss to like your job. You don't have to like your boss to like your job. If your work environment is stable and you get along with at least a few of your colleagues, it is okay if you and your boss are not people who would hang out together. It's not your boss's job or your job to like each other. It's not. You're, they're not, you're not supposed to be best friends. You hear a lot of people say, I'm not here to be best. I'm not here to make friends. Now, if you're working and you're, you build a good working environment, a lot of times people will become friends. They will become at least friendly, sociable, right? But it's not... You're not at work to be friends. Make that plain first. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't like me. They're not my friends. It's like, well, it's not. That's not the point. Um, but if a few of your colleagues, it's okay if you and your boss are not people who would hang out together. You still may learn a lot from watching how your boss navigate their tasks, facts, focus on what makes them successful, and take those lessons with you when you step into your own leadership role. Again, the discussion here assumes that your boss is not doing anything inappropriate for the workplace. If you have a boss who yells or otherwise create a hostile work environment or harass you, you need to address that with human resources right away. You should not be trying to navigate these situations on your own. If you do have a situation like that, utilize your, uh, you know, the lowest level first. Talk to your immediate supervisor, um, your next supervisor, NCRC, First sergeant, sergeant major, commander, talk to somebody. And if it's any of those people, go to IG, EO, whatever the situation is. 
utilize your programs and your resources, right? Utilize those first, um, but don't just sit there and be quiet because if it is a toxic situation, it's happened before, and more than likely what happened is no one said anything, so that person got promoted and kept going up. Now, if everywhere you go is a toxic leader, it may not be a toxic leader. You may be a toxic individual, <laughs> and the reason why you're going to all these different places is because they're getting rid of the toxic individual instead of doing that paperwork like they're supposed to and just mm-hmm. getting rid of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, if that's you, it's not too late for you. You could go and get some help, mental help. Uh, you can go to your chaplain. You could go to leaders and ask them, how am I? Do a 360 evaluation. Talk to some peers that you feel are trusted peers. And get a 360 evaluation. Peers, if someone asks you to give them a 360, and what do I mean 360? Tell me about myself, honestly. And if you've ever been in the military, at least in the army, (laughs) that's a dangerous thing to ask your peers. (laughs) Because they're going to, you are a soup sandwich. (laughs) Matt, you got your hands up. What you got, brother? Don't just go people you feel are trusted peers either you 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 alluded to it but it 360 doesn't mean pick the 10 people that are looking in exactly the same direction that i'm looking at that's right it doesn't mean pick the people that, that you're gonna say hey i think i did a good job and you want to and know you're gonna hear yeah you blew it out of the water yeah if you if you feel like there might be a problem with you make it a true 360 talk to people that you don't necessarily See eye to eye with. Hey, you know what? Professionally speak, personally, we're not going to go have a beer. Professionally speaking, you see things from a different perspective. What What would you say uh, might be a little off center with what it is that I'm doing? You don't have to take every single thing that every person says yeah. as personal criticism and go, well, now I need to change all these things. Because not every bit of criticism that you're going to get is going to be productive for you. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work for you. It's not gonna fit for you. And sometimes it's not gonna be right for you. You're gonna ask people for feedback, and they're gonna say either, "I don't know. Uh, I think you're doing a great job," or "I think you're doing absolutely everything wrong," or anything in between those two. They might not have put all the thought into it. They might not care about you or your question, but you're gonna have those few that don't see eye to eye with you that can give you valid and valuable feedback. That's right. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Right. Don't do not go talk to the people that's gonna tell the emperor his robe is wonderful. <laughs> right? And if exactly. you don't know what that means, look up the emperor's new robe or watch the emperor's new groove and <laughs> it's a whole movie on it. Uh what's your closing statement, Phil? I can't really add any more. I think Matt wrapped it up nicely. Uh he kind of just spot on. So I'm going to say, echo what Matt said. Okay. All right. Good stuff, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And and again, Matt, we like to we like to highlight the the man of the uh, the month, the dark winged duck, over your is that right shoulder? That's over my right shoulder. Right shoulder. And then the dark winged duck coffee. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What was his pilot's name again? Launchpad McQuack. Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> yeah, man. If you don't know anything about Darkwing Duck, man, shame on you. I feel sorry for you. Man, go turn on a Disney cartoon channel and just surf. 
Um, if you are just now logging in, thank you all for coming out and hanging with us on a Saturday. I know that everybody's got a lot of stuff going on with y'all. Come in and y'all hang out with us, getting some coffee, crepes, leadership, and pancakes. Today the article was, you don't have to like your new boss. What should you do? By Art Markman. And, you and I just froze up for a second, but it's okay. Dazzlum Classic. Yes, appreciate you coming out, man. Hey, everybody else. Hey, look, it's early. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be safe. Don't do stupid. And remember, like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see y'all next week on Coffee, Crepes, Leadership, and Pancakes. Peace. Gentlemen, see you next week. See you. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did enjoy the show and you see the option, go ahead and smash that like, comment, and subscribe button for your boy because it helps us out. It helps with the algorithm. It helps with, you know, make people feel good. It helps with whatever else that it helps with. Just smash the button for me. And I appreciate you. And when you get a chance to, um, go ahead and leave a voice uh, memo as well because, you know, you might find yourself on one of the, the commercial breaks or something like that because you just left a really nice voice message and, you know, the feedback does help too. So, again, thank you for watching the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something and uh, I'll, I hope to see you on the next show. God bless you and take care of yourself. Peace.